This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, everyone. This is Delfina Correa from BMAD Hole and Maxwell Leadership. Great to be with you again this week. I hope you've been listening to the previous uh, we- few weeks where we have been busy with this amazing series uh, with the title The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, based on the book by John Maxwell. We're talking about laws that are like gravity, predictable, they work, they are trustworthy, and they were given to us for our benefit. Uh, today we're on the law of consistency. This law says that motivation will get us going, but discipline is what keeps us going. There I went again, I said that terrible word, discipline. All the free thinkers are now thinking, oh no. But I want to encourage you today, keep listening. You don't have to be disciplined in every little thing. And I learned this, uh, uh, you know, not uh, probably only in the last 10 years. Uh, I learned that I don't have to be, because by nature I'm a structured person, but I learned that I don't need to be disciplined and structured in everything. But there are certain important things in my life that are necessary for discipline, where I need discipline. And these are necessary for my life to get better, to improve my life. And uh, I need to have structure and discipline with those things. So for all the thinking out the box, the free thinkers, the spontaneous people, you don't have to lose any of that. All you need to do is you need to know where you need to be consistent. Hopefully after this segment, uh, you're going to have an idea of how you can I mean, make your two lists, the things that you can be spontaneous in and the things that you can be disciplined and structured and consistent in. Uh, I think it's good to have two lists like that, actually. That, that is a great idea. Um, so uh, if you're that person, you know, go for it. If that works for you, uh, then, um, in fact, people who are rigid also need uh, to have two lists because they struggle to be spontaneous. It's the other way around. And uh, anyway, let's talk a bit about consistency. I want to tell you a little story quickly of John Maxwell's story of how consistency has impacted his life. If any of you know John Maxwell, you will know that he really does have the track record of success. And, you know, uh, don't uh, we shouldn't despise people who are successful or feel envious. Find out how they did it and, you know, learn from them. They can help you. So here's John Maxwell's story, and I'm quoting, uh, I'm quoting his words. Uh, he said this, the key to success in my life is consistency. I know that's a very boring word. For all you spontaneous people out there, he went on to say, but all you have to do is look at my track record. He can say that. In 1976, I came to the conclusion that everything rises and falls on leadership. So I determined that for the rest of my life, I would learn, teach and write on leadership. In 1979, I said, I want to write a book so I could extend my influence to the people I would never meet. I didn't plan to become a writer. I just did it to add value to people. And now, many years later, I've written 73 books. That's, uh, that's just uh, at the time of, this, of, of him saying this. That was 73. He's on 90-something books by now. I think he's close to 100. Uh, he went on to say, My life is pretty boring. <laughs> I get up at 5.30 in the morning and I write for five or six hours. Something, uh, same thing day in and day out. 
There's nothing jazzy about it. I just do it all the time. In 1984, I decided I want to develop resources for people because I didn't want to be a motivational speaker, but I wanted to be a motivational teacher. A motivational speaker makes you feel good, but the next day you're not sure why. A motivational teacher makes you feel good, and the next day you know why. I realized that if I wanted to be a motivational teacher, I had to provide not only books. But also resources like CDs, DVDs, kits, etc. All those things that help us to go back to that information. Ninety-nine percent of the thank yous I get in life are not for what I said when I spoke. Therefore, the books I wrote, the CDs, and the kits that I developed. The change in life doesn't happen when somebody speaks. The change in life happens when something gets in someone's hand. And they take it home with them, and they look at that, and they start working on it. And when they start working on it, then that starts working on them, and that's where the change always occurs. Malcolm Gladwell talks about the fact that those people who are excellent in their field have done it at least ten thousand times. I've spoken twelve thousand times. John speaking, not me. <laughs> no wonder I'm good at this. Don't you think that if I wasn't any good after twelve thousand times that I should find another job? And he said this over ten thousand years ago.、Uh, that's the end of the quote. Think about this. Through consistency, he has become highly successful, and by giving material to people, besides just talking, he helped them. To be consistent, because when they would consistently listen to the CDs and the DVDs and all these kits and go over and over and over them consistently, then it would begin working on them, and they would experience the benefits of that growth, that of the material that was on there. So this is the thread. Can you see the thread in his story? Consistency. I'd like to talk about a few things relating to consistency.、Uh, there are three. Personal growth questions I have that you can ask yourself. That I want to ask you today.、Uh, I'm going to coach you a little bit again today. Let's do some coaching、uh, relating to consistency. First question I'd like to ask you is: Do you know what you need to improve? Do you know what you need to improve? Because you need to improve yourself. I'm talking about choices, disciplines, attitude, and how you think. You need to improve yourself. And you need to improve your strength, your abilities. You know your gifts and your talents. You need to grow those. So there's two areas. So my question is: in yourself, what do you need to improve? And in your strengths, what do you need to grow and improve? The next question I'd like to ask you is: do you know how you need to improve them? You know, in the how. This is where the consistency becomes so important. You need to start very simple, but you need to do it daily. You see, the things that we do once in a while, those are not the things that are going to compound. Those are not the things that are going to grow. Those are not the things that are going to build momentum over time. It's the things that we do every day, the things we do consistently, day in, day out, and you don't have to do everything every day. So that it grows, everything doesn't have to grow 
uh, consistently and gain momentum. But there are certain key things that I spoke about now, something in yourself and something in your strengths that you can do to improve those. And those things are the things you want to do consistently every day. Make those your habits. Habits are the things we do consistently. I brush my teeth consistently. That's why I've still got my teeth. You know, if you want to, someone once said, uh, you don't have to brush all your teeth, only the ones you want to keep. <laughs> so it's in the consistency that you get the benefits. Third question you can ask yourself is, uh, that I want to ask you is, do you know why you want to keep improving? What's your why? The why is very important. Allow me to explain. Lucy Beery said this, and this is really going to put it in a nutshell. She said, the why is what keeps you motivated long after that rush of energy and enthusiasm has worn off. Your why can carry you through when willpower isn't enough. Think of your why as a power. Very interesting words that she said. There. You've got why power and you've got willpower. And the why power is much more important than willpower because willpower requires a lot of energy. It's when you grit your teeth and you're going to do it whether you like it or not. You know, you just, you know, bearing down and doing it. But uh, your energy only lasts so long. But when you've got why power, you love what you're doing. You've got a reason why you're doing it. And that'll push you through when the willpower isn't there, when you're tired, when you, you, you know, in everything that we do, there's always that something that we're not so fair, such a big fan of. You know, I love personal development, but there's a few things that I don't really like. And there's all the typing and all the computer work, you know, but I got to do it. So when I'm doing that thing that I'm not so, uh, uh, that's not so enjoyable for me, my why keeps me going. That's my reason. You've got to have reasons why you do things. And you never quit when you've got a why, when you've got why power. And I would say don't just have one why or two whys. Have a few. Because some, sometimes a, a particular why is not applicable to a situation. So you want to know that you've got a couple of whys around you. So you can draw on those whys when you need them. I'm going to give you 10 good whys which are very basic, very simple Maybe you're, you know, you, you're not used to thinking of these things and you might be saying, well, I, I don't know where to find a why. Here's a few things that will just get it, get it going. But I want to encourage you to, to make your own list of whys. You know, that main thing that you do when you've discovered why, why you're here and what your purpose is and, and, and you're going for that purpose and that passion that you've got. When you start moving in that direction, you've got to have your whys in place. Here's a few of them. Uh, you could uh, have a why that says, I'm making a difference. Or I'm still growing. Or I'm highly gifted in this. I'm really good at it. How about I feel called? That sense of responsibility that draws you. I love my team. That responsibility is a big thing that draws you, actually, because when you've got a team, you feel responsibility towards your team. How about it's financially rewarding? If anyone ever made you feel like you, sh you shouldn't make money out of your passion, there's nothing wrong with it. You take your passion and turn it into a business. That's a great idea. Maybe that's a nugget for someone right there. Turn your passion into a business. And if it makes money, it's okay. Why not get the financial reward? I wouldn't say let that be your only why. 
It's got to be more to it than just the money. But it's okay if it makes money. Don't feel guilty. You'll always have the people trying to question your motives when something starts making money. How about I want to leave a legacy? That's my big why. I'm making a difference and I want to leave a legacy. I want what I'm doing today to still be changing lives one day when I'm gone. How about I enjoy what I do? It's okay to enjoy what you do. We should enjoy what we do. That's how God has created us. We're supposed to enjoy what we do. And when you've got enough whys, you will consistently keep going. You'll keep moving in the right direction. When you run out of whys, it's like running out of fuel, running out of gas, as they say. If you've got no fuel, you can't go anywhere else. No fuel, no distance. So you need to be able to uh, have that why that will keep pushing you in that direction. That leads me to the next law. It's called the law of the rubber band. The law of the rubber band says growth stops when you lose the tension between where you are and where you could be. Think about a rubber band. The only value that a rubber band actually has is when it's being stretched. If it's not stretched, it's got absolutely no value. It's worthless. When it's stretched, you can put things together. It holds things together. You can do all kinds of things once it's stretched. And in your life, the same thing goes. If we've not been stretched for a long period of time, then we're not going to be very effective. We're probably not going to accomplish the purpose that we're here for. We start to stagnate. We start to go slowly. I love this. Uh, someone once said, they said, life begins at the end of the comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love that comfort zone? Comfort zone's got its place. It's for when you're relaxing. It's not for when you're working. When you're working, when you're growing, when you're chasing your passion and your, your life's purpose, you've got to be out of the comfort zone. In the context of this lesson, I want to give you how the comfort zone will be characterized. How does it look to be in a comfort zone in the context of the rubber band? Here's an idea of it. It says, uh, uh, when, when, I'm, when my rubber band is not being stretched, it's like doing the same things in the same ways with the same people at the same time and getting the same results, then asking the same question, why? Why did this happen? Get the picture? You eventually start slowing down. I want to give you some advantages of being stretched because maybe right now you're thinking, oh boy, I want to relax a little bit. Let's talk about benefits of stretching because I've got to give you the benefits. If I don't give you the benefits, then you're not, you're going to switch the radio off right now. So let's get some of those benefits in there. So you'll want to really put some energy into stretching. In, in, in the context of Going into virgin territory. Let's say your stretching is, uh, we have an illustration that you are moving into territory you've never been in before. It's all new to you. You've never done this before. What could be the advantages of you uh, launching out into this virgin territory? Here are a few things you're going to get offered right. You'll see it early. The first thing is you're going to learn a lot faster than the people who don't take those risks. So you learn faster. Another thing is your range of experience is going to be broadened much more than the people who play it safe because you're, going to, you're doing things you wouldn't ordinarily do. And just that 
is going to increase your scope of experience. And when you do that, you're going to bump into more obstacles a lot sooner than people who don't take risks, don't take chances on on their passion, who don't just launch out when they know I've got to do this. You're going to find those obstacles much sooner and you're going to learn how to overcome them. You're going to get a better education quicker because you get around, you, you encounter those obstacles much quicker. It's like sharpening you. They're just going to sharpen you. You're just going to get better quicker. So that's the advantages of being stretched. It's okay. Someone once said, uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's good for you. <laughs> it's good for all of us. Good for me too. And you really want to stretch in the area of your strengths. Because you only got so much energy. And stretching will cause, will cause us to use energy. So often I've seen people stretching in areas where they're just not any good. But that's a waste of energy, a waste of time. You know, I'm I'm a, a pretty average kind of person. I don't have like a super uh, talent that I was born with, uh, like Elon Musk, for instance. You know, he's got, I mean, wow, he's like a genius. Uh, I don't have that super uh, strength. But I've got some areas that I'm stronger and others that I'm weaker. And I always focus on stretching in the areas where I'm better. So you don't have to be a genius. Just see where... You are better. When you're stretching and putting out energy, make sure it's in the right places. Because to stretch in the wrong places is not going to give you uh, any valuable return. It's just not worth it. So that's my encouragement to you today. You've got to be consistent so that you keep going. But for you to stay motivated in that, you want to grow in the area where you're passionate and where you are already showing signs of giftedness. You want to keep on stretching. You're not going to want to stretch if you're just no good at it. You want to keep on stretching so that you can uh, decrease that tension between where you are and where you would like to be, where you could be. I'm going to end off today. In the meantime, between today and next week, I just remember to please listen again next week. As we continue, we've got some more valuable laws coming up that really do work. And uh, in the meantime, you can visit my website, bemadewhole.co.za. There are all the courses that I'm licensed to teach. I'm a trained Maxwell Leadership uh, trainer and coach. You can uh, see all that there and my own course. I've got books that I've written that you can see there on personal development, communication, success, health, protection, and even homeschooling. Uh, they're, they're available as ebooks, but also hard copies are available. There's an online shop for hard copies. All the information is there. And, uh, but if you're a Bright's hardware customer, you can even pop in at Bright's uh, for those hard copies. They are available at selected stores. Uh, it's, uh, the information is on the website there. My blog is there with teachings, videos, and podcasts. Very importantly, uh, every, um, series that is aired on radio within a day or two after it's being aired, it is available on the podcast. So please go there to get recordings. And if you missed anything or you want to listen to something again, you're welcome to pick it up on the podcast there. Uh, the social media links are there. And last but not least is the Community Transformation tab. And there you will see where BMAT Hole is making a difference in a community in South Africa as well as other communities in Africa. Thank you very much. Uh, that's it for today. Please join me again next week as we continue with the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. 
please visit kpulpit.co.za.